right. Hello, friends here on the Core Issues Podcast. I hope that you are catching this now. Hopefully we're coming through okay. I think I at least hear you coming through there on the... <laughs> Good to see you, Matthew. Thank you, brother. So there we go. Let's turn that down now, now that we're know that I'm at least coming over there okay. Seems like I'm coming over loud and clear. So want to talk to you today about the craziness going on, and some of this has become uh, pretty popular uh, a discussion over about the uh, recent uh, Baker City stuff going on. So I wanted to spend some time talking about the importance of an, a very important issue called the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates and how that uh, affects our lives and a three a three-point approach to regaining some semblance of freedom, which uh, I say semblance of because uh, this is only a partial fix. And of course, I will start off with, as I always do, about what Core Issues is about. Core Issues is a, of course, a ministry of Core Ministries. And if you know anything about us, you saw that little web page block there. That was the Repentance and Belief web page right there. You see there, Core Ministries. And we have all kinds of ministries we have going on. Our, we're getting ready to do our um, third annual Southern Oregon Evangelism Conference right now. Getting ramped up for that. And we are all about at Core Ministries getting the gospel to the world because the gospel is the answer and core issues is about issues that affect people and how the gospel relates to those issues and the gospel always relates to every issue in in that every person needs to have the gospel as the foundation of their life even though you may not in effect and in fact I assume many people who may watch this do not but I will not shy from that truth that the reason we have so many of the problems we have is all of them can be found in our straying from the gospel truth of Jesus Christ, his law and gospel, and what we are doing has hindered that and has brought us astray individually, corporately, nationally, and in the world. And in fact, if you see right at the top of my head here, the background here today, from the uh, show... Oh, sorry for that sound there, folks, coming through. From this show here, the uh, you can see from Defy Tyrants, you can see their top says, We must obey God rather than men, and that's where we will go to directly as the foundation from what we're going to get all these issues covered from. But we will carry into things about why these issues are a problem, because how the Bible and how it relates to the issues of our constitution and law and why things are becoming a mess because people are not going by that foundation and even straying from therefore the secondary foundations being our constitution so as you're watching this I hope it is a blessing to you I hope it helps you hope it helps you understand and I hope that these three points that I'm gonna bring up as we go will help you to see what is what is needed to get us out of the mess that we are in in these cities at least to some degree because like I said it's only gonna be a semblance of freedom until you come fully to Christ until we have a uh, cities and counties and states that actually do that which is pleasing to God in all things, we're not going to have true freedom. But uh, we will see some semblance, like getting back to some kind of freedoms in business, freedoms from these tyrannical mandates, these mask mandates and things like that. We will see some freedom in that if we do these things. But what is our foundation? What is the doctrine of the lesser magistrates? Why is that important? Well, I'm going to scoot over so you can see it a little bit here. You can see it there. That's the top of the book, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates here. That is from uh, a pastor, Matt Trujillo, wrote this book, and it is an excellent book. 
I have read it. I was hoping I could grab a copy and show it to you here, but I've I bought several, and I think I must have given all of them away after reading it myself, so I don't have one to show you, but I encourage you to go get yourself a copy of uh, The Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates, and the place you can go and do that is at defytyrants.com. But before I open up with their webpage, I want to do, do a quick shout-out. Of course, not only you've already seen my webpage, what we're about, our ministry, but I want you to see um, this page, Anchor FM by Spotify. I just want to encourage you to check them out. If you watch um, this podcast through um, whether you're watching stream live on YouTube or you're watching streaming live right here through the page here on Facebook and through my page or watching it later recorded. But if you're a listener, you like listen to podcasts, you don't watch everything and get all the visuals, well then you're probably picking up somewhere being distributed by Anchor FM. Whether you're getting it directly from Anchor or whether you're getting it through Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, uh, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, or even the RSS feed, they do that for me. They put them all out there. I need to get issue 12 and issue 13, that's this one tonight, on there soon. But they're an amazing platform. They don't charge me anything, and they let me get all this stuff out there for you. So I really appreciate Anchor FM. If you're looking to podcast, looking to get your message out there, I highly recommend using Anchor FM to distribute your podcasts. And... <clears throat> Going from there, of course, now we're going to move into the people I'm talking about, the website I'm talking about, the important group you need to know about, and that is Defy Tyrants. And that is the webpage run by Pastor Matt Trujillo and his folks out there at uh, defytyrants.com. And you will find all kinds of resources. I want to commend this page to you, and we're going to go over some things from them. The background on my screen today, like I said, is through their issues, the Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates. It's from their Defy Tyrants webpage. They have all kinds of great um, uh, st uh, news articles, videos, links. I can't stress enough that if you want to see some freedom brought back this is a place you should be getting involved with learning about and uh, hearing what they're teaching about defy tyrants and we're going to watch just at least one video of about four minutes long that i think will be a real help to you dealing with this issue of <clears throat> the doctrine of lesser magistrates the interposition that needs to be done by the government by our lesser magistrates but before i go into even showing you that it's important that you understand what is the doctrine of the lesser magistrates well <clears throat> quite simply it is a doctrine of interposition but it's not just interposition because of course the most beautiful picture of interposition someone standing in the gap for someone else um is not the is not a doctrine of lesser magistrates the doctrine of the great magistrate the lord lord of lords king of kings jesus christ who interposed on behalf of us to absorb the wrath of God do us for our sins in saving his people from death and hell when he took that wrath on the cross. That's the greatest picture of interposition ever. But when we're talking about the doctrine of lesser magistrates, we're talking about a lesser authority interposing on behalf of the people, of another people, under their care from a higher authority. And we see interposition throughout the scriptures. We see it with the Hebrew midwives. Again, we see that, but we don't see... Um, but again, that's not a picture of necessarily the lesser magistrates. What we see is uh, lots of interposition, and there is some arguments for some lesser magistrate doctrine within the scriptures, but I want to focus on probably the most powerfully simple and um, ancient text. We're going to pull up a picture here I will show you um, from the doctrine of lesser magistrates 
um, web website, and it's it's a great picture of explaining the doctrine in the most succinct uh, possible way. And like I said, I'm going to show some videos and stuff today again too. And again, hopefully my uh, mouse will work. It's having that. I don't know, I turned off excessive programs, and yet I'm still having trouble getting this mouse to move around. So well, hopefully I can get this up here and not take forever to scan down to here. I don't know, the computer's supposed to be pretty powerful. I don't know why it's having trouble recently with moving my mouse around the screen and opening things up. But be that as it may, it is. So as I'm trying to get that to that picture, which it is really being a pain in the butt doing that, let me just say to you what it is very simply. The, the doctrine of lesser magistrates is when a lower-ranking authority steps in, interposes on behalf of the people under their care against a higher-ranking authority. In other words, like a mayor of a city standing in the gap for the people in interposing on behalf of the people against a rule of a governor or a county commissioner doing that, or a chief of police or somebody in a lower magistrate level stepping in to protect the people underneath their protection from the wrath, from the tyranny of people above them, like a governor or even a president. And here's that picture I was talking about. Roman Emperor Trajan is uh, credited with this quote. He told one of his uh, commanders, one of his top generals, very succinct, Use this sword against my enemies if I give righteous commands. But if I give unrighteous commands, use it against me. LesserMagistrate.com That is about the most succinct explanation of the doctrine of the lesser magistrates you're going to find anywhere. And that's what lesser magistrates must do. That's one of the things that you know as you see my shirt, if you understand what it is to be an abolitionist, if you know what I am as an abolitionist and many people growing around the country Growing in the abolitionist movement, you know that we are vitally seeking people to interpose on behalf of the preborn as lesser magistrates calling on people like governors to interpose against the federal uh, false uh, color of law, bad, illegal, unconstitutional ruling Roe v. Wade and say, no, there's no constitutional right to murder babies and to interpose on behalf of the preborn by standing up and outlawing uh, abortion in their states doing that by simply saying uh there's no right to murder in the constitution and therefore abortion is criminalized and equal protection equal justice under the law that's a sign that is a a big move abolitionists are pushing for for interposition for lesser magistrates to step up and interpose there but we need to have our foundation to do this on a foundation that's solid and sure. And the only solid and sure foundation to do any of this, of course, is on the Word of God. And that's, of course, where we're going to go to. That's where we're going to make our focus for interposition, the lesser magistrates. And that's right out of Acts 5.29. This is our command. This is what the apostles Peter and John tell the Sanhedrin. This is where they're speaking. Uh, against their rule where they are told they cannot preach in the name of Jesus anymore, not to spread his name around, not to do any more uh, promotion of the Christian gospel. And they said, hey, we must obey God rather than man. Not about, well, we think we should. Not about, uh, well, we're going to try or, no, well, we, we think it'd be right to obey God. No, they say we must obey God rather than men. And therefore, that's what they did. They stood up and said, we are going to do what God says to do rather than what you say to do. 
And that's something that's key in interposition. That's something that's key in the lesser magistrates. Is the lesser magistrates need to know that the governors, the president, whoever it is that's putting down illegal, unconstitutional, and ungodly mandates is not God. And therefore, when they say things, when they do things that do not conform to the law of God, then it is no law at all. And that is a truth that is known throughout Scripture. We just saw that there. And it also carries down through people who understand natural law given by the God of Scripture. In fact, the most probably astute um, doctor of law in uh, England of the time of our revolution and the founding of our country. In fact, one of the guys they looked to the most, probably the guy they looked to the most for uh, legal um, understanding in council, not personally because he didn't support the breaking away of the of the nation of the United States, but they looked to him for his wisdom and his um, knowledge of law was Sir William Blackstone. And Sir William Blackstone has a beautiful quote here that I'm going to put up there for you. I have it practically memorized, but again, I want to show it to you and let you see it visibly. Again, if I can get my mouse to go over there and actually click on this. There's the Blackstone quote here. Very important for us to understand. No enactment of man can be considered law unless it conforms to the law of God. So the men who founded our country, the framers of our Constitution, recognized this as a truth in writing it and putting it together. When they wrote our Declaration of Independence that says it's self-evident that certain inalienable rights that we all have and the first three that they wanted everybody to know without any doubt we have is the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And of course, the first one being life, that life must be first, and therefore it is the most important, and it is given to us, endowed by us, to our to us by our creator, not by government. And that's the problem. Our government has now rejected God. They're making laws, they're doing things that are against the law of God, and therefore even against the Constitution and Declaration, because they're not following the God nor the guidance of the men who are following God in putting these documents together. And they weren't believe me, they weren't perfect. They didn't it's not like these are perfect documents. These documents were not scripture, but the Constitution is pretty good. You know, the Declaration of Independence is is pretty good. They're very good documents. They're better by far than the mess we are getting into today. And those basic things, even if you're watching this today and you're thinking, you know, I'm not a Christian. Well, I would urge you, above all else, to repent, humble yourself, turn to Christ so that you can be saved from sin, death, and hell, have everlasting life. There's nothing more important than that. And in, also, it's going to help you have a logical and functional worldview that has a foundation upon which you can make honor, righteousness, um, and truth claims that has a foundation. You can't do that with a godless worldview. You need to have the God of Scripture who gives knowledge, wisdom, and all things. So you need that. But if you're just going to borrow from our worldview and, and join with us, at least in seeking the freedoms that have been founded by men that believe these things, well, we welcome you, but your foundation will be ours if it has any validity. And I hope you would just embrace the foundation, which is the rock of Jesus Christ above all else. Sorry, I'm an evangelist. If you get a little preachy for you, that's what I like to do. I love to lift up Jesus and preach him because he is what it's all about. But that is the foundation. We need that. We need to have that as our base. And if we don't have that, we're going to have nothing but trouble. So I want to point out, like I said, I was talking about certain things, and what's brought, especially folks here in Oregon, it's made some major news, is there's been this pseudo-revolt that's been uh, recently gone on about, and it's this um, 
thing in Baker City, Oregon, a little tiny city out in eastern Oregon, and uh, it made the news, and they were talking about they were uh, defying Kate Brown, calling a calling about a making a declaration about an emergency due to the COVID-19 restrictions. And so without, you guys saw how last time I tried to pull up web pages and it was just was a mess because things switched on me from YouTube. So today I'm not even going to try to uh, pull those up. I am just going to go directly to the, um, directly to the page here in, um, directly to the website here in my screen and then I'm just going to pull those things up as needed so that we can get the uh, so we can get the source so we'll I'll lift that up and I'm gonna go and grab the web page directly so nothing gets messed up and then we can read through this and we can look at the highlights together of what everybody's talking about and like many things they try to make it sound better than it is try to make it into something that it's not but this is what everybody's in the hullabaloo about this is where you think and it sounds almost like this group is going to be interposing on behalf of their people it almost sounds like lesser magistrates are going to do what's right here but in reality they don't sadly so let's go through this let's look through this document together and i'll show you in their statements um, as we look at this how it fails ultimately in the end like i said a lot of hullabaloo about this, that it was going to be this big thing. I'm not going to read through all the things that city council said, because that's uh, kind of pointless. Basically, they're saying, hey, these things are horrible. Lots of things are going wrong because what Kate Brown's done, all these things. And so we got together and thought this out, and they, they met together and had these meetings, city councilors and everything, before they wrote this declaration. Now, it all sounds good right up until um, they finish the declaration more than anything but let's go down to uh let's just read okay there's so much stuff in between this let's just go up and read this here the resolution I just lose my stream here, so I'm trying to figure out here. As I was looking over here, I'm like, what happened? Did my stream go off? Nope, we're still on there. I'm just going to read what we've got here. The resolution calls into question whether the steps Kate Brown has taken to slow the spread of COVID-19, including restrictions on businesses and limits of attendance that prompted the cancellation of most Baker City major summer events in 2020 were justified. Uh... Science has shown over the last year, this is part of the part of the declaration that COVID-19 is overwhelming survivable and lockdowns do not stop its spread. The resolution states all models and projections used to justify initial state emerging mandates have proven inaccurate over the past year. And then goes on further down to say, um, some businesses are on the brink of permanent closure, creating a fiscal emergency and devastated local economy. Uh, and it says the resolution all mention, also mentions that state mandates for wearing masks and social distancing, claiming those and other rules are actively creating division and unrest with increased potential of physical violence within our community, as those of one opinion are encouraged by it to impose their opinions over the free will of those of another in a physical way. And it goes on through all kinds of things. Um, the problem is... 
it talks about and it talks about after because we don't have jail beds that we uh therefore have to send our immediately get uh people arrested and send them right back into the streets and they talk another clause says deliberate isolation of the ill in hospitals or elderly left to die alone of that isolation is the cruelest of abuses it is not accept to be accepted in any civilized society correct and here's where it finishes up and where it makes all these great statements and you can check it out um baker city herald and like i said it says a lot of true things says a lot of good things but then it fails this is what it says the resolution concludes with a series of actions which include that quote listen to this the city will communicate in writing with the governor's office to encourage the full opening of our city and county recategorization to low population status or suggesting other means necessary to give our citizens relief from these mandates the resolution also states that the city recognizes the citizenry of Baker City are free, sovereign individuals within a constitutional representative republic, not subjects or slaves, and will be recognized as, as such as we firmly stand to represent them. Now see, notice that. It's a contradiction in terms. They said that we stand to represent them after saying that we're going to write and ask. My friends, that is not interposition this is what it look i mean look at this mccriston the lady who wrote this um they were proposing to, to approve this because they're hoping that by saying it by saying this that other people will join them and listen listen again counties and cities across oregon have been asking kate brown to fully open the state for months mcquiston said the requests have fallen on deaf ears and oregon is in the national news in a negative way yet again we're looking at permanent permanent osha distancing masking and vaccine rules that will indefinitely harm our businesses and schools that defies science hurts our community and shouldn't happen this resolution approach is unusual i'll be interested to see if other cities and counties take it up and run with it as well well Friends, there's no reason for anybody to take up that resolution and run with it because it doesn't go anywhere. It said a lot of good things. I encourage you to read the article. It says a lot of good things. It talks about a lot of good things. But it doesn't do anything. It just talks. If you read the article earlier on, they even said that they already reached out. They tried to ask questions, got on uh, a conference call with governor from city officials all over the state, and they asked questions, tried to get answers, and they said they were ignored. They'd reached out to the governor's office. She said nothing to them. And so now they've decided to write this resolution after long thinking and planning and meetings. And so they wrote this resolution. This resolution that, what does it say in the end? Will once again ask the governor to open their city and county when you recognize that your citizens are citizens and not slaves not subjects and have constitutional rights then you therefore have an obligation as those who have sworn an oath to uphold that constitution of both the united states and the state which kate brown has violated you are then obligated to protect those rights to interpose as the lesser magistrate should on behalf of your citizens and interposition and righteous action under the Constitution and surely before God is not asking for tyrants to not be tyrants anymore it's to defy them it's to stand up and say no more
And that's why I wanted to play this video. I wanted to show this video of that is someone talking about doing it. That is a city in Bakersfield in Oregon that's talking about doing something. I want to share with you a, a video from excuse me, from Defy Tyrants that uh, Matt Trujillo plays. It's about a little over four minutes long. And this is what it happens when a um, when a city, when a lesser magistrate actually does interpose on behalf of their citizenry. So go ahead, and I'm going to play this video. Please watch this uh, four-minute video with me as... Uh, so when the superior-ranking civil authority does evil, it isn't the job of the lesser-ranking civil authorities to merely politicize or regulate the evil. Rather, their duty is to stop the evil. This is what we call the interposition of the lesser magistrate. And the interposition of the lesser magistrate not only stops the evil, but it also does other wonderful things. For instance, the interposition of the lesser magistrates strikes terror in the hearts of the government officials who are acting lawlessly. You have to understand that the higher ranking civil authorities, they count on the lesser authorities to get their evil down into the fabric of society. When they want to do wrong, they count on that blithe obedience of the lesser authorities to get their evil down in the fabric of society. So it's massively important for the lesser magistrates to interpose, to stop the evil, to challenge the evil of the superior ranking civil authority so that he is forced to come out of his lair, to show his fangs so that people can see the tyrant for what he is. Secondly, when the civil authorities are acting tyrannically, the interposition of the lesser magistrates reminds those civil authorities that their authority has limits. A great example of that over the Excellent last example here. was down in Illinois. Governor Pritzker put out his emergency declaration with all his evil edicts regarding COVID-19. And he decided to add to them in May and state that any business owner who opened their business prior to him saying they could open their business would now be charged with a misdemeanor. They'd be arrested and charged with a crime. And only one lone <laughs> county in one all of Illinois, county. Madison County, over on the shores of the Mississippi River, they gathered their county board together in order to interpose against the actions of the governor. And they put out a resolution declaring that their businessmen were free to open and they cautioned the governor and the state if they tried to interfere in the affairs of their county regarding their businessmen. Well, the governor responded with a bunch of threats to the county. And then lo and behold, one week later, the Illinois State Police put out a press release stating that they would not arrest any businessman who opened their business prior to the governor saying they could open their business. And the very next day after that, Governor Pritzker rescinded his unlawful, unjust, immoral, unconstitutional order. So if it hadn't been for the interposition of this lone county, all the businessmen in Illinois would have been tyrannized by the governor. But because they did their duty of interposition, the businessmen in the state of Illinois were protected. Another or third great benefit of the interposition of lesser magistrates is that it abates the just judgment of God. In Ezekiel chapter 22, near the end of the chapter, the Lord is talking about the evil that's in the land. And he says, I looked for a man 
to build a wall and to stand in the gap to stop the evil so I would not have to destroy the land. But I could not find one. This is massively important to the interposition of the lesser magistrates. It abates, it can abate the just judgment of God upon a land. If the evil is allowed to go forth by the superior ranking civil authority and the lesser authorities don't check the superior authority and stop their evil, God will bring his judgment upon the land. That is how huge the interposition of lesser magistrates is. It can abate the just judgment, stop the just judgment of God in a land because they uphold righteousness. Given the condition and the state of our nation right now, this doctrine is massively important. There is lawlessness going on from the highest levels in our land. It is massively important that we rally around our lesser magistrates because their duty of interposition is going to be gravely needed in the days ahead. There you go. That is... That's a summation of the doctrine of the lesser magistrates by Pastor Matt Trujillo. And I think it's vitally important that we recognize that that's what we need to see happen. Our lesser magistrates need to step up and do their job. They need to go do what they've been called on to do by swearing an oath to uphold the Constitution. They don't swear an oath to uphold the rules of a president, a mandate from a governor. They don't swear an oath to uphold city ordinances. They don't swear to uphold an oath of OSHA. They swear to uphold an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States and their states, each one of them. And the very beginning of those rights that we have enumerated in the Constitution, the very first one, the rights to speech, the rights to practice of religion, and the rights to peaceably assemble freely, are all being violated by these uh, mandates all over the country. And some people are pushing back and kicking back and getting some wins, and some are losing. But most are doing nothing. Most are sitting by and doing nothing. And I want to talk about that three-prong approach, that three points that we must uh, endeavor to do if we expect to get out of this mess, or at least to get a semblance of freedom again back in our cities and our towns, in the areas we live. And let me lay those out for you really simply here. Very simple. Here, Here's your three your three groups. Here's your three points. This is what is needed if we want to see some semblance of freedom returned to our um, cities, into our towns, our counties. Number one, we the citizens. We the citizens of those areas need to do what is right. That means we must make the hard decision sometimes to say that as much as we may like a local business, as much as we may like a local provider of services, um, as much as they may have been friends of ours or maybe doing something that uh, we've always enjoyed taking part in their product, their service, that if they are bowing to the tyrants, if they are bowing to these illegal, unconstitutional mandates, and they are enforcing mask mandates and enforcing uh, things that restrict your autonomous freedom, then you as a uh, citizen of the United States 
and your freedom, your bodily autonomy are being told when you go into a store that you must wear a mask, um, that you must uh, wear gloves or something, but mostly, mostly it's just, it's just wearing a mask. Um, if you must do that to come in here and to do business, and you must do it here, and it must be in some places, we'll even tell you, well, it has to be a certain mask, it can't be this type of mask. They get so meticulous, it gets even ultra, ultra ridiculous. Then you need to do the hard thing of saying, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give you any business. And when those places go even further to say, not only are we not going to um, allow people in without wearing masks, but we're not even going to open we're not even going to serve, especially local diners and uh, restaurants and places where they say, we're not going to give you um, food service. Uh, we're only going to let you do to-go orders, but we really, really love you and, and wish you would support us. And we really hope you will use DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats and all this stuff and uh, get get orders to go or come and order to-go orders and take it out. And you can get it at the counter if you walk in with your mask on and, and take it away. And, and we'll be, we would love you to come do that. Friends, you need to say... No. If you're not going to serve me in a consistent manner, um, we as the citizens have to say, I'm not going to give you any money. I'm not going to give you my business. And that's our job in working with small business. And that's what the second prong, of course, is the small businesses. We don't really have to worry about the big box stores. They're either going to live or fall off huge national things and how those things go, and they're going to make their case. And as soon as they don't think it's worth their while, they'll they'll stop cracking down or they'll allow things. And we see that. Some um, are strict, some aren't. And it's because they've, they've done the math. they figured out what's best for them, and they will. But the small businesses, they're the ones that make the, make the hard choices, and we have to make the hard choices to not help them and support them when they're not doing what's right when they're buckling to the tyrants we need to stand for them by encouraging them to do right and to support greatly those who are doing right when you find a local business that is doing right that is supporting you that isn't imposing unconstitutional um, restrictions on you like masking or staying out of their store not serving you period then those are the people you want to support and as we support them they will flourish and the other people will fail and they should fail unless they get on board. And again, I know that's harsh. I know it's hard. I know some small businesses may be hearing me say this and go, well, I don't like that. That's mean. That's that's going to kill us. We're already struggling as it is. Well, then stop following the unconstitutional illegal mandates. Do what's right. I'll tell you right off the bat, just a real simple biblical thing about masking. The problem is I understand when you're working. I don't. I'm, when I work, I, I have to wear it in certain uh, positions, certain places, and I understand that. And I don't ever look at someone who's working as an employee and think that they are pro-mask. I understand because of all these mandates being imposed on people that they're doing it because they are forced to so that they can keep their job and put food on their table. And I'm thankful there's people just out there working. As many people are mooching off the system nowadays, so I'm thankful for people actually out there working and putting up with that nonsense to do their job and to provide for their families. Praise God for them. So, But I don't look at an employee and think that uh, they're for masks. I know that they're being forced to, many of them. So I don't hold that against them as I see that. But when they open up and they let you come in and they don't force a mask on you and they treat you well and they are kind to you, then praise God and, and go and give money and give, give your business to those small businesses especially and, and help them to thrive and flourish. And if they won't, don't, don't get with them. Don't be part of their uh, supporting their business. And three, the third prong is one that uh, Pastor Matt was really talking about, and this is key. This is where the, the locals must really get involved here. This is the key, the last um, point. The local government has to get involved. 
you got the citizens saying we're going to shop we're going to spend our money at the places that support our freedoms and treat us like human beings treat us like uh, at least two, 2019 human beings at least and where small businesses are together and saying, yep, we're going to stand up and we're going to defy these uh, wicked, unconstitutional, ungodly uh, mandates and ungodly. Why I was going to say about that is because if you're wearing a mask out in public, you are saying, especially when you don't believe that they help, and we're not even getting into the big science arguments and the debates because... Uh, Obviously, true science is really on our side that they don't help at all. It's nonsense. And anybody that's not buying drinking the Kool-Aid knows this. Um, Peer-reviewed studies at MIT just came out. There's all kinds of stuff where people are giving unbiased uh, studies on this, and it's nonsense. And uh, so, without getting into big debates and studies on that, we that aren't being forced to, when we do, when we put it on and we know that it isn't, real when we know it's not doing any good what we're doing as a christian is especially is we're bearing false witness we're breaking the ninth commandment we are putting that on to say that we uh believe that we could pass something we are projecting to the world even if we don't believe we're projecting to the world out there that we we are doing this because this is the right this is the loving thing to do i'm protecting my neighbor and it's bearing false witness that's a lie and we shouldn't do that ever where especially men take off the mask Take off the mask and go shop, go places, do your life, and push the envelope so that by the grace of God, others will follow. But, and that's, I said, getting down to the third point, we need to have the local government behind us. They need to do like those county commissioners that interposed against the governor of Illinois and say, no, we're not going to shut down our businesses. No, we're, we're going to let them open and no... We're not going to have any type of legal action brought against them, and we caution you to not do anything. And then he throws a big hissy fit, and then when the, what happens now? Obviously, when the county commissioners came up with that, obviously they had their sheriff on board. Their sheriff who runs their local jail was not going to go and arrest people, so wasn't going to lodge them, and obviously had worked out with the cities in their county. Their chiefs of police and things were not going to deal with that, so that's what I believe brought about why you had to have a notice from the state police, because I'm sure that was going to be the trump card that the governor's going to try to play, is try to get the state police to step in and say, well, then we will enforce the laws, and it was great that the state police stepped up and said, no, we will not be arresting anybody, we will not be citing anybody that uh, violates the governor's unconstitutional orders here. So the levels of interposition by those lesser magistrates brought about that governor, as you saw in the video, within a week, standing down from one little county in that whole state of Illinois. It starts when somebody actually interposes. It, stock, it starts, rightly, when somebody actually does what is right. And the local government isn't going to act until they know that the citizens and the small businesses are with them. So we have to be unified. If any one of those groups is not part of this, then it isn't going to work. If we as the citizens, which, and that's the problem, why this isn't working anywhere, this isn't happening anywhere, is because we aren't doing this anywhere. The mass majority of citizens are shopping and following all the rules and going in masked up to all these places and obeying all the silliness. They're also frequenting, buying food, instead of going to restaurants that only serve them as the way they should and not following these silly mandates. They're going and they're buying to go and they're doing these things and they're helping these businesses stumble and tumble on in the hopes that they will not be totally crushed eventually by these tyrannical mandates, these unconstitutional mandates, and therefore prolonging their agony ultimately and maybe helping them to survive to the end, but not helping us get done 
with these mandates. So the citizens that are out there helping the small businesses that aren't serving them rightly in accordance with the freedoms we have as Americans, they're causing that trouble on themselves. And when that happens, of course, the local government has no reason to step up and interpose because if they see the small businesses going, well, yeah, this sucks, but you know, what can we do? We got to do what we got to do. And when the citizens go, yeah, it sucks, so we're just going to have to serve, you know, serve them by buying and, and limiting ourselves and doing these things that are unconstitutional because, hey, we got to do what we got to do, then why would they have any motivation to do anything? Why would they have any motivation to stand up to the tyrants when you're bowing to the tyrants? So we need to stand up. And I'm, I'm not talking about revolution with guns and violence. I'm talking about going about your day in accordance with the very first amendment of the Constitution. The right to peaceably assemble. Whether it be a group by yourself assembling somewhere. Whether it be you shopping, doing commerce. Whether it be in your church house. Whether it be in a building. Whether it be in a restaurant to have a meal. Our basic American freedoms. And there's other amendments that attach to this. And then our state constitutions, which are being violated all over the place too, which much mirrors the U.S. Constitution in many ways. But you can find your direct amendments in your state to see where they're being violated. We definitely, Kate Brown's been out of uh, compliance ever since the 30th day out, violating the, the Oregon Constitution. Her emergency powers are done. They've been done for about a year. She's still enacting them, and she's ruling like a queen, and no one's doing anything. And they never will, unless by the grace of God, these three points, these three groups get together and do what is right. So that's my encouragement to you folks. I want to encourage you to get on the right side of this. Get together and do what is right. Citizens, go out. Go to the businesses that are doing right. Give your money to the businesses who serve you and treat you like a logical human being aren't treating you like a plague carrier, aren't making you mask up, or aren't shutting their dining rooms and shutting their services and only making you buy things through uh, online, through at-door pickup, and things like that. And go to the businesses who are opening their doors, or treating you like law-abiding, constitutional, non-plague-carrying human beings, and treating you well, and do business with them, encouraging the other businesses to either open up fully or th let them fade away as much as that may bother you and bum you out. And then demand that your local government officials stand up and intervene and interpose and fulfill their role as the lesser magistrates as you saw in this video. And if you're coming in late, go back and watch the video earlier in the show from Pastor Matt Trujillo from Defy Tyrants. And I recommend you go to defytyrants.com and check all kinds of stuff they've got out there. And uh, if this podcast has been a help to you for this issue, then I pray you spread it around, let other people see it, help them to see what it's about and to follow it and to learn from it. If you have questions, get a hold of me through the uh, private message, through my own account, comment there on the video, talk over at the uh, uh, core issues page on Facebook. Um, and again, this is also streaming at the same time on YouTube, though my main focus is on here on Facebook. Before we go, as we go out, I want to play one last video. I want this, this is less than two minutes. And this is a video from Defy Tyrants. And I want this just to encourage you, because that's really what this is about. This is just a, a video to encourage you, showing some young people who are standing up and saying, not us. We're not going to do this anymore. We're not going to play this game. And so I hope that in seeing this video from these young people, I mean, literally, this video is a minute and 40 seconds long. This is not going to be long for you. Give this a watch. Give this a listen. And uh, prayerfully see if you can't take part.
in uh, joining joining this fight, doing what's right. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 Amen. Get the book. Get a shirt. <laughs> get on board. Join the movement to defy tyrants. Biblically constitutionally, peacefully, for the glory of God and the good of your neighbor. Defy tyrants. Get in the fight, especially be an abolitionist. This is the greatest uh, picture of interposition and doing that which is right in this land, the greatest evil taking place in this nation right now, the greatest sin, the, the reason why we are in such a mess, we are the number one reason is the great blood guilt. Over 60 million known numbered murders of preborn image bearers of God over the last 50 years here in this nation alone. The number one killer of human beings every year without doubt, without fail. Check it out. Go up and look at worldometer.com. Check the statistics. Human beings born and preborn, preborn image bearers being murdered in the womb. Abortion still the number one death rate in the world from anything. The blood soaks our nation's ground. And if the blood of righteous Abel cried out to God for justice, how much do the millions and millions and millions of innocent babies' blood cry out to God of heaven to bring justice and bring judgment. Interpose on their behalf. Go to the mills. Go to your senators, your congressmen. Speak to your governors. Be a voice for the voiceless and stand up for your rights and your freedoms on the lesser issues. All of it understood by following God, what he says, obeying God rather than men. And again, I want to encourage you, if you have not gotten the book, get the book Lesser the Doctrine of Lesser Magistrates at DivideTyrants.com. Another book they have that I have not read yet, but I have that is the basis upon which um, much of that doctrine comes from. It's called the Magdeburg Confession. Wow, I'm getting in the wrong screen. It's blipping out on you. It looks like magic. The Magdeburg Confession. This is early in the Reformation. In fact, this was the last city that stood, the city that stood up on the Empire tried to crush the Reformation, tried to reinstitute Catholic rule. If it weren't for the city of Magdeburg, the Reformation would have ended, and the great freedoms we have by having a nation called the United States probably never would have been. Many great things happened. That's where the first time you see the 
doctrine of lesser magistrates on a citywide scale against a massive tyrant in Rome standing up. I can't wait to read the book. I'll look to get into that soon. And again, check out defytyrants.com to learn more. God bless you all. Hope you have a great day. I don't see any questions on the screen, so I will close this out for now and hope that you're blessed and you share it as you see fit. God bless you all. Have a great day.